Yes, it is Wednesday, September 21. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to you wherever and however you are listening. Just on the text line, Kath from Inverell writes, Morning, boys. I'm not sure if you're aware, but Bevan, Bevan French has announced he has re-signed with Wigan for another two years. And yes, all reports over there in the UK are that he has signed a new two-year contract with Wigan. He was linked to... I thought he was going to Newcastle. So yeah, I think you're right. Was he? So um, it looks like he's shunned a return to the NRL, staying over there in the UK, and he's been blitzing it over there. Oh, he, he's been outstanding, Bitter. Um, Bevan, a uh, real try scorer. And I thought coming back here to the NRL, he'd be a more rounded player. Um, and obviously the experience that he got over there in the English Super League would hold him in good stead. But uh, if he's recommitted to Wigan, uh, good on him. He scored... 31 tries over there this season. He's a real try scorer. He's got great speed, good awareness. Reminds me a lot of Nathan Blacklock. He's a similar style of player. Um, but he's obviously not, well, obviously knocked back the opportunity to come back to the NRL because I'm sure there would have been opportunities here for him. Uh, but he's decided to stay there with, with Wigan. So well done to him. Denny Widler reported last night on 100% footy as well that the Dogs have tabled a $3 million, million plus dollar deal over four years to upgrade the contract of Matt Burton. That's a, That's deal. a no-brainer. You've got to they keep Matt Burton. just have to get done. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. a wonderful player. I saw Matt Burton on the Matty Johns show. When was it? Last Saturday? Or can't, can't remember now. I think it was. Yeah, it must have been on Saturday. And he's, he's a big man. Bigger than you think, isn't Oh, jeez, he's tall. Mm. He'll fill out too. And he's only going to get better. He's got his best football in front of him. Um, and he's proven himself this year with the Bulldogs. He won a competition with Penrith last year. Now that they've got him in the system, they can ill afford to lose in the Bulldogs. And a lot of optimism around the Bulldogs next year. You know, their back end of the season was good. They get a couple of big-name players going to the club next year. Reid Marnie's one of them. Mm -hmm. Uh, Kick-out is another one. Ryan Sutton from the Raiders. Uh, So they're building nicely. How are you, Cookie? Good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Your fifth straight preliminary final. Penrith awaits again. Sum up what it's going to take to get over this hump. Mate, it's going to be a massive clash this week. Uh, obviously, against the side that's been real consistent over the last couple of years. And, um, mate, they've got a, a great game plan. It's very, it's very simple, but they do it so effectively and they just, you know, they complete high and they defend really well together. And uh, we've just got to make sure that coming out of our end end, which we didn't do against the Sharks. Uh, we didn't quite complete. Uh, we didn't complete very well coming out of our end, so we can't be giving up an easy field position like that. And, um, you know, penalties out of the yards as well, which has been an issue for us during the year. So we've got to make sure we're, we're perfect, mate. We're not going to have any opportunities, so we're going to make sure we take them. Uh, Cookie, where's the team at, mate? We've seen who you listed, but what's the chances of you having everyone to pick from? Yeah, so I think... The leader's, uh, I'm pretty sure he's been ruled out. Yeah. yeah. I seen that yesterday. Um, AJ. Alex Johnson, uh, yeah. Uh, sorry, Alex Johnson. He didn't seem too confident in media, but he's a, he's a winger, mm. so we'd expect that uh, <laughs> with the injuries. And Jai, Jai could be, you know, he could tear off the bone. He'll, he'll run out there. So um, he's a different breed, that, that man, and we've got to have him out in the field. And he's, he's one tough player too. So I'm pretty confident Jai will be there. And uh, like AJ said, I think he's uh, touch and go. It's a real awkward one. Um, Obviously, just abdomen as well, sort of area. So um, it's quite annoying. So I think it's going to be up to him if he um, how he pulls up at the end of the week. So uh, he's he's very much needed. We do have some depth there in the wing spots uh, that can come in and get the job done. Uh, but we do know how good Alex is on the, on the wing.
We saw in week one of the finals, Nathan Cleary, his kicking game was superb and we know what type of player he is. The, the bigger the stage, the better he goes. How do you go about limiting his opportunity and how do you go about trying to pressure his kicking game, Cookie? Yeah, so we've got to make sure we're winning those, um, those tackles, uh, four and five. Um, you know, so when they are setting up for, for the Nathan kick and uh, you know, he has been kicking really well, he stands quite deep, so... We want to make sure our markers is having their best crack. Um, but, you know, we can only do that if we win that tackle and get markers set and um, you're just racing out there trying to do your best job to take some time away for him to try and force an error. So, um, you know, he's, he's playing outstanding footy. He's got a great kick game. And if we want to get the best out of the trial too, we need to make sure we do a, a job on him. So we're giving the back three, um, you know, plenty of time to return those kicks and, a bit, and the best chance to catch him as well, plenty of time to catch him. How did you assess your win over the Sharks, Cookie? Oh, look, it was, um, we were really happy with how, how we played. Obviously, like what I said before, we didn't complete well at the start of the game. Coming out of yardage, I think we had six or seven errors. Uh, we had some penalties here and there as well. But, uh, you know, was, we felt like we were quite in control of the game for, for most of it. Um, and I thought the way we defended our line was, um, you know, just thinking of during the game, uh, when we kept turning them away there, when we defended a fair bit on our line, that was quite... Um, yeah, pretty proud of the boys there. We did an outstanding job, and it gives you a lot of confidence to turn around, go up the other end, and score. So, um, yeah, look, it was, it was quite a physical and pass game. Um, I'm pretty happy with how we how we defended, especially. Uh, Cookie, you mentioned Luttrell. I, I think you know everybody's seen. He's been so fired up the last few weeks, and really confident in where he sees, obviously, you boys headed. Is this the stage that he's been waiting for, you know, against this Penrith team, against the likes of Nathan Cleary? Is this where we get to see, you know, the best of Latrell Mitchell? Well, he does. He lives up to the, the, the big occasions, and we've seen that when he wears the green and gold jersey. We've seen that in Origin. He's come up with some of the biggest um, moments in Origin. When we won those series, he's some of those big plays. He's all around them. So, mm. uh, and we've seen what he can do in final series. Uh, not just, you know, we haven't had a chance for him here, but at the Roosters. So, all at such a young age. Um, and at the moment, mate, he's enjoying his footy, um, yeah. embracing the crowd, uh, especially the last couple of weeks, a lot, you know, a lot better. And, uh, mate, I'm just behind him, pumping up his tyres as much as I can and ride the coaster. So, yeah. I'll be uh, encouraging him wherever I can just to uh, do and make sure I do my job for him, get the team to do their job, and uh, just put him and the likes of Cody and those players in the right position to to pull off the big moments because in uh, finals footy you don't get like I said before you don't get a lot of moments we've got to make sure we nail them so we've also got to do a job and put the team in the right position so those players can do their thing yeah, so many wonderful matchups in this game, Cookie. And you look at both locks. I think they're both so important to the way their teams attack. Isaiah Yeo and, and Cam Murray. And I, I just think, you know, one of those players could be the difference. And, uh, you know, you've got to be able to limit, obviously, Cleary. But Isaiah Yeo plays an important part in their in their attack as well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, spot on with those two. Um, yeah, we know how much... So it does for the Panthers and also in Origin. We saw in Port when, when he went down as well. Uh, you know, things quite changed in the shape that we played that time. And the same with us with, with Cam. So we lost Cam a couple of weeks ago and every, we just had to adapt around it. We got the win and, and done the job. But, um, you know, it just didn't quite uh, look as, as good as it normally does. And those guys at the moment have uh, definitely changed the way locks play. The ball playing they have, the leg speed and footwork, is um, they're too quality players and a great battle um, between those two this weekend for sure. 
I'm guessing you'll personally target Viliami Kikau after his glory glory singing last year after the grand final cookie. You're going to line him up? Well, oh, man, you've got to line him up and chuck yourself, all of yourself in front of him and do your best. He's one uh, big human and he's, he's a special player, that one. And I heard you talking about him going to Dogs next year. I think he's going to um, you know, take them to another level just off his experience for the last couple of years. But he's a big strike weapon for them. They use him to you know get their sets going when they're in a bit of trouble. Uh, and something always happens off the back of the likes of him and Blue Eye down that, that side as well. So uh, we've got to make sure we're on our game and defend together. There's no... You can't be rushed out trying to defend him on your own. Um, but, you know, we've just got to make sure we do a job on him together and slow that momentum that he, that he gives Panthers on that, on that left edge. Cookie, what about the other game? Uh, Para v Cowboys. Who's your pick? <laughs> I've got no idea. I, I honestly... Uh, I'd, I'd like to think maybe Para just uh, with the way they're playing at the moment. Uh, but I couldn't tell you. Up there, Cowboys have been so good in Queensland this year. Um, yeah, mate, it's... It's honestly a toss of the coin, that game. Mm. I've, I've no idea. So mm. I'm not sure who um, yeah, will be playing in the grand final. That's where we want to be. Cookie, I, I want to ask you, obviously they beat you in the grand final last year. Is that spoken about? Do you look at clips from last year's grand final or is it just out of your memory and it's just totally focused on yourselves? Do you watch clips of Penrith's last game? How do you approach it this week? Other than seeing the promo ads, and they keep showing that Crichton intercept try. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, we, we don't talk about it. We, we honestly, it just you know, it just worked out for the game. I think that we're versus Penrith this weekend. It's going to be a great build-up uh, and a big clash being the grand final rematch. But it didn't matter who we're coming up against this weekend. We got a job to get get to the grand final, and um, I think everyone individual, or me personally anyway, will use the experience of past prelims and a grand final experience and grand final loss to, to know what it takes to get there and know what it takes to win. So I feel that, uh, you know, obviously planning on getting the job done this week will be better for the run uh, in the grand final this year. So we've got to make sure we just use that experience of, of last year's and those big game moments um, to make, make sure we stay calm under those those big pressure moments and, and, and stick to our game plan and, and defend together. And that's something we've done quite well the last couple of weeks is is uh, execute our game plan, what we want to do, have gone out there and done it. Yeah. Uh, your strength, or one of the strengths of the South Sydney side, is that left-edge attack. And even in last year's grand final, I thought you created a lot, lot of opportunities on that right edge uh, of Penrith. And I'm assuming you might look to go there again this year. Well, definitely. I think against a side like Penrith, you've got to be a threat all over the park, uh, left, right, and the middle. So, um, obviously... If, yeah, we've had a lot of joy with the left side uh, and the right side's doing such a good job as well this year. And, uh, we're just going to make sure, you know, wherever the, the right numbers are, uh, the boys have got shape and are ready to go. Like I said, Penrith won't have, uh, give you many options. So uh, we're going to make sure we nail them when we're down there. And, um, you know, the likes of Cody and the troll out on the left side, if that's drawing the numbers, then Rocky's got to be ready to go with Keon and Campbell Graham out on the other side and, and the rest out there. So uh, we've just got to be making sure we nail those moments uh, and if not, be happy to roll it in and, and, and build some pressure. That's probably another work on for us uh, this week, this weekend as well. Uh, that's what they do so well. And if they, they get you down on their your end, um, you know, make some yardage areas, they're going to lock you down on your, on your goal line for a long time. Mm. So we're going to be happy to do that and um, you know, just keep them working to them down there. What about their back five? They do a lot of work coming out of trouble. Do you expect Toho to play right or left? Because some teams like you know prefer to 
tackle him on play one. Other teams like to kick to the opposite side of Toa and try and get him on tackle two or three. What's South's approach to it? Well, I think um, when I've got a chance to play alongside him, he, he works so well uh, on trying to get to that second carry no matter where it is on the field. Um, that's one thing. Um, you know, we played in, in Origin. He, he works so hard in the back backfield to get to that play two and get his team off to a, a great start. So, first of all, we've got to make sure we've got a good kick chase down there and you know, a straight line because Dylan Edwin's obviously been one of the best players uh, this year for them and, and in the comp. And he, he's... Um, yeah, he'll take those opportunities and, and find those small gaps in the defensive line. And uh, if he gets a bit of momentum and then throw off the back of that, uh, you know, that's really hard to control a set off the back of that. So we need to make sure we're controlling those uh, you know, first three tackles, especially uh, especially uh, Brian. He's a big, powerful guy. Again, he's someone you can't just uh, try and take out one-on-one. You've got you to do it together as a team. Tell us about the impact, Cookie, of having Mario Fennick around the team. I know he's been at training quite a lot through the year, uh, particularly, you know, obviously his health condition was laid bare for all of us to see on Sunday night on Channel 7, which was uh, heartbreaking uh, to see. Uh, tell us about having Mario around. I've, I've really enjoyed having him around. He's put a smile on a lot of the boys' faces, uh, turning up to training, brings that energy. He doesn't care that JD's the coach. He'll walk straight through the middle of everyone and make sure he gives a speech when we need to. Um, <laughs> it's, especially the Roosters. He really ramped up for the Roosters game. He um, has showed a lot of passion towards them. Um, and it, you know, It's been great to have him around training. A couple of times he's, we'll be running some shapes and he's in the defensive line. We have to make sure we get JD to move him back a bit just so he um, doesn't get involved too much. Uh, but you know, yesterday had a bit of a laugh. You know, Cody out the back of shape and Mario's chasing him like uh, put pressure on him. It's just, it's good times at the moment at the club uh, to have a great like that come back and be so invested in his, the current playing group uh, and just wants us to win and just wants us to do well, just uh, just like he did. So it's, it's been special, mate. And um, I think you know some young boys probably don't realise um, how good it really is, but uh, I'm definitely enjoying it. That's good stuff. Have you got a tip yeah, for us today? Yeah, I've, had, I've woke up to a couple of scratchings. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, but. I've got number nine. Just want to check race two at Canterbury. Race number nine. Race two, number nine. Insurrection. Tommy Berry for Mitch uh, Michael Friedman. Uh, Six dollars. Oh, there you go. There's some value. Race two, number nine. Insurrection. Six dollars with tab. His cookies tip today, Loz. Have you got any response? Uh, no. Well, do you want me to pick a winner in that race, dear Mido? Well, you can do whatever you want. Oh. Uh, Rightio. I'll tell you what I'll do, Mido. I haven't had a decent look here, but I'll go uh, the J-Mac Waller combination. That's number 10. Torrance, which is $7.50. Okay, a couple of good value runners. Cookie, thanks so much, mate. Enjoy your prelim. Good luck. No worries, guys. Thank you. Last night, Australia beat India by four wickets with four balls to spare in that first 2020 international. Cameron Green, man of the match, 61 off 30 balls at the top of the order. Matthew Wade, 45 not out of 21 as they chase down the Aussies. 208 the Indians made, six for 211 in response. The Aussies, great win. Now, we've been devouring Sticky Wings in the news break then. Sticky Wings and Smoky Barbecue are giving you and a mate the opportunity to win a VIP experience for two at this year's Bathurst 1000. Now, this is a serious bucket list type of opportunity, including full weekend hospitality packages, a grid walk, track lap and accommodation. And to enter, just simply go to stickywings.com.au or smokybbq.com.au. 
So that's stickywings.com.au or smokybbq.com.au and register your details. And the competition ends this Friday, September 23, a couple of days. Uh, supercars never tasted so good. Keep an eye out too for Sticky Wings and Smoky BBQ in your local IGA. And if you can't find them, ask your manager to get them in at your local IGA. Now, we've just been eating in here the slow-cooked, sweet, and sticky, Louisiana-style, larger, juicier, meatier ribs. Oh, what, how nice Louisiana, Louisiana-style, Loz, they were. I'll tell you what, uh, you know, that, uh, well, the ribs that we just had then, they were right absolutely up beautiful. And I have to say, it just comes off the, the bone so well. It falls off. Amazing. Mm. We also had the saucy Australian super chicken wings with the smoky, sweet and spiced classic barbecue flavour. I, I honestly, I can't wrap them enough. They're beautiful, oh. and at seven thirty in the morning, um, probably didn't need to hoe into seven ribs and six chicken wings, but anyway, I did. Yeah, and now I'm going to feel guilty for the next couple of but hours. But you convinced yourself because you stood there and you said, "I'm just telling myself this yes. is protein. This is protein. <laughs> You're the best." Morning, Dean. How are you going? Yeah, really well, thanks, mate. Appreciate your time this morning. And how crucial do you feel the week off has been for the side after that win against the Sharks? Yeah, look, it's been massive. We, we gave the boys three days off after that game against Cronulla that went for, for 90-odd minutes. So um, it was important to give them some time off. And then we've just jumped into our prep and trained day on, day off uh, leading into Friday night. Dean, lots of talk um, about conditions up in Townsville and how hard it is, or how hard it's been for any team to go up there this year and play. And uh, you boys have obviously owned that as well. Um, you know your own your own backyard, your home ground. Do you expect it to be no different? Do you expect it to be hard for Parra to you know to get up there and play? And it looks to be you know twenty six, twenty seven degrees. I think the forecast is at the moment. Yeah, look, it is an advantage if we hold the ball. Yeah. So, at the moment, it's about 30 degrees during the day and um, it's quite hot and we're used to it. But um, if we're turning the ball over and we've got to do um, extra tackling, it's going to sap our juice. So, we need to play the game the right way and uh, we've been pretty good at that most of the year. So, um, we need to make sure that we're doing what we do and um, we'll give ourselves the best chance to, to, to beat Para. Dino, good to speak to you and congratulations on the success you've had so far. But you're coming up against a, a Parramatta team who... When they're at their best, uh, they can beat anyone in the competition. But we know that sometimes, um, you know, that's not always there. But when they're at their best, for me, is that offloading style that they have. How, how much talk and work have you done on trying to limit uh, the offloading in their game? Or if they do offload, how do you counteract that? Yeah, look, um, how you going, Loz, anyway? Yeah, good, uh, thanks, Dana. Good to speak to you, mate. I haven't seen you for a while. But... Um... First of all, you've got to stop their momentum at the ruck laws. As you know, Paulo and um, Campbell Gillard get them on the front foot, and I don't think that's what Canberra did. Uh, Moses and Gutherson and Brown, them playing fast over the advantage line, hard to handle. So we need to you know, control their forwards to begin with. Uh, with the offloads, um, we can see the least amount of offloads in the competition this year. So we've done a heap of work on um, locking up the ball and um, we're not going to be able to stop all of them. We understand that. So our reaction after the offload has got to be good. And um, we haven't 
you know, spoken about it too much. We just do what we do and focus on the training when we're doing our contact and our, and our tackle technique. We've, we've always got an awareness of the ball and um, we need to be good in that area. But as I said, with Paulo, the way he turns his body into the line, you can't really wrap the ball up. So you need to make sure you present the line. You're reacting fast when he gets him away. Dean, what's been some of the biggest changes from obviously last year's performances to to where you boys sit now? There's no doubt a lot of people didn't expect you to be in the position you are this season, and you boys deserve a lot of credit for that. But what has been some of those significant changes? Oh, the two biggest things for me is time and personnel. Uh, the first one is time. Is our first year that we got here, we we had a really shortened preseason because of the COVID situation, so. We had about three weeks with the kids and about a week and a half with the senior players before Christmas. Uh, you have two weeks off and then in five weeks' time, you're into the season and starting to play footy. Um, so that's not a lot of time when you're changing the way you want to defend and changing the way you want to attack. Uh, this year, we obviously didn't make the semis and we had seven weeks with the younger guys and five weeks with the older guys. So that gave us a lot more time um, to, to get them up to speed and do the same drills for... Um, a long period of time. So that was the first first thing. And the second thing is, you know, our edges are completely different to what they were when we first started with this group. Mm. Uh, obviously, Jeremiah Nenai is playing edge back row, and then we've had Tommy Gilbert, um, two, you know, new centres in Valentine Holmes and, and Peter Hiku, and, and two new three defenders in Tommy Dearden and, and um, Chad Townsend. So um, that, that's been the biggest thing, I, I reckon, Michael. Mm. Hey, Dino, how much of an advantage has it been for you guys, the fact that some of these young guys were exposed to state of origin football this year? Because you look at Murray Tongalangi, uh, Tom Deard and uh, Tommy Gilbert, uh, Jeremiah uh, Nenai, just to, to name a few, Reuben, Reuben Cotter. And then also you had Reef Robinson in and around the New South Wales camp. So how much of an advantage do you think having those guys get that big game experience will hold you in good stead for the next couple of weeks? Yeah, it's huge, mate. We've obviously got Kyle Felt and Chad Townsend, Jason Tamalolo and, and Jordan McLean who have all won premierships before. So their experiences around the, the group this week's been been awesome. But you're right, um, big games are a little bit different. and It's sort of the build-up and the intensity of the game. And our boys held held um, themselves up great in that origin period. And especially Tommy Gilbert. I mean, he he went on in the second minute and his, I think it was in the third origin or... And had to play massive minutes. And um, Jeremiah and then I just 19 years of age and playing 80 minutes in the third game. So they're not going to be overawed by the occasion. And they know it's going to be a big crowd and a big occasion, but they're all looking forward to it. Dean, uh, describe the support from the community there around uh, well, North Queensland. I'm sure you must hear the most awesome stories about people who travel from, I don't know, cattle stations 12 hours away for games regularly, etc. Tell us about that community and how they love their team. Yeah, I've never seen anything like it, to be honest. I've, you know, I spent my whole career at the Dragons, and um, when you know the team's going well, um, the Dragons fans are unbelievable. But up here, it's it's like a religion. It's everything's all about footy, and um, we're just so happy that we've got a big game in front of our fans to sort of repay them for last year. To be honest, that's the way I feel. Like we lost ten games in a row last year, and fans still turning up and. Um, we were getting beaten by 30 points and we'd scored the last try and they're still cheering and hanging around and, um, you know, clapping the boys. So we certainly haven't forgotten that and um, we want to repay him with a, with a real tough Cowboys performance on Friday night. And, and how much 
are you personally loving it in Townsville? Can you envisage yourself elsewhere in, I guess, the short to medium term? Oh, look, I'm having a great time. Um, Todd's great to work for. And um, this group of players that um, I've got, they're just so coachable. They, they turn up the train and always looking to get better and really take criticism and feedback really well. And uh, my wife, Brooke, and kids are really enjoying the Townsville lifestyle. So we're happy at the moment. Um, winning's a lot more enjoyable than losing. So, um, we might hang around for a little while yet. Yeah. What's been the difference in Valentine Holmes's year compared to last year, Dino? I think he's had another time, like extra time to get ready conditioning-wise. Like when he come back from the NFL, you know, you speak to Val about the different types of training, and um, over there it's obviously all about power and one effort where. It's a real endurance game, the NRL, especially the way the game's played these days. And, uh, you know, we thought that he might be the fullback and then um, obviously how demanding it is defensively, how much work you've got to do. And uh, Todd sat down and said, you know, I don't think that you're going to be our fullback. I think uh, Hamaso could be our fullback for the year. So it's going to be wing or centre. And Val didn't want to play wing. He wanted, didn't want to play wing. And he was motivated and, uh, he turned up with Chad Townsend and Scott Drinkworth about two or three weeks before they were due back. And they um, they ripped into their weights and they hired a speed coach and he turned up in incredible Nick Val and um, he's just really dove in the position. And as you know, Loz, like, defending at centre's tough. Like, you, you're faced with a lot of decisions that you've got to make and um, Val's self-belief about making it work has been awesome and um, I've enjoyed working with him and he's had a great year and He'll probably find himself in that Australian team at the end of the year. On occasion, it's going to be prelim final, Townsville, Cowboys, Eels. Dean, appreciate your time. Good luck and enjoy. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. Dean Young there. The market's with Tab for the preliminary finals. The Cowboys $1.72. Slight favourites. The Eels $2.15. Two and a half is your line. Power of the plus. The money... At this stage, 60% of the hold in the head-to-head is for para. Penrith, $1.38. South, $3.10. 8.5 is the line there. And 57% of the hold is for the Panthers at the shorter quote there for their match. This game's a toss of the coin, isn't it? I I reckon after the 80 minutes, you'd go, why didn't I back the other mob? Definitely. If you didn't. Yeah. If you you don't back the the winner, you're going to sit there and go, why didn't I? Why didn't I back? Sounds like about 40 time. races we bet on on a Saturday, boss. <laughs> yeah. Why are we about that one? <laughs> but sitting here right now, I, I wouldn't have a clue. Mm-hmm. I'm not confident either is way. The, is the major factor, though, Loz, that if this, game, if this game was in Sydney, would you still be the same? Or because of the no, home Yeah, advantage? you're right. If it was in Sydney, you know I'd be all mean? over Parramatta. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be all over Parramatta. And that extra week off for the yeah. Cowboys as well. But yeah, playing at home, their conditions, you, you look at... Um, the fact that they won't be overawed being up there. They've got a strong forward pack which can match Parramatta's. Um, it does worry me that soft lead-in for the Cowboys mm. compared yeah, okay. to Parramatta's tougher lead-in. Um, but who knows? Who knows? Oh, Loz has annoyed someone here on the text line. Uh, we love it, by the way. Keep them coming. Zero four one. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm going to do with this bloke. Seven six seven two seven two. Tell you what I'm going to do with this bloke. All right. <laughs> And his, num- his number finishes in 872, so I won't read out his full number, although I might later. Let me find him. No, no, no. So what I'm going to do, I want him to send a photo in of his head, and I'll put it up on the Big Sports Breakfast website, and we'll get our listeners to critique him. 
But then we'll also, what we'll also do, I'll critique him. H seven two. I can't see him on my iPad. He was. Settle down, champion. Settle What's down. he had to say? I think he's well, a sharky supporter. Well, he's he's, he's oh, using okay. he's using profanities <laughs> in his messages. Oh yeah, he's dropping. And he's saying yes. old Laurie is getting over the hill. Mm. What's his problem with the sharks? Amongst amongst a few, you know, f words. Uh, Constant bias uh, towards yeah. Canberra is sad. Got- and then he's, got, he's got too much anger in him. Then come back with, we all know his nose can't get any bigger. Oh, quite personal. Oh, he's going personal. But can Laurie's head get any bigger? Stop looking in the mirror, <laughs> champ. Oh, he's champed him as well. You are oh. a 60-year-old man, so he's given you 10 years more than you oh, got. Geez. Um, oh, jeez. Yeah, he's come a on. Big, big serve there come for on. you. I'll this tell you what, send, send your photo in, big fella. Keep them mm. coming, though. Yeah. I quite enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> Brad Davidson, good morning. Morning, champs. How are we? Yeah. <laughs> good. Champion. Um, now, Golden Rose. Barry draw done in secret. Soft draw. 320 to $3 with Tab. James Cummings has a decent hand on Saturday at Rose Hill. Yeah, definitely does, guys. And, uh, gee, they're, they've been in uh, force lately, haven't they? The Godolphin team, uh, a number of winners across the, the weekend last Saturday. And uh, they've got the, the big hands there in the Golden Rose on the weekend. You're right in secret barrier number three. Fireburn, of course, the slipper winner out in barrier number 16 of 17. And um, James Cummings also golden mile there in barrier number 11. So... Uh, I read some comments from James yesterday. He seemed very bullish about the chances of both In Secret and Golden Mile. I, look, I think In Secret's obviously their top seed, as the as the market suggests. She was outstanding in the lead up, and normally the uh, the right lead up in the, in the run to the rose as well. So um, fascinating to see how it all plays out. But um, yeah, look, a big field, which is good to see. Seventeen of them in there. And uh, look, I don't think inside draws will be any massive positive with the rail true there. Generally, rail true they they get into the running line and get a few off the fence there. So if it was, say, rail out three or six metres, then you're keener to get in that fence-in run a bit more. But I think it'll be a fair track there on the weekend. So I think if you draw wide, it's definitely not the not the worst thing, that's for sure. But, um, yeah, I mean, you're going to take that nice draw, aren't you, within secret with James McDonald aboard. And they're just hearing from James, everything's gone right with both those hopefuls and both coming into the race in, in winning form and, and looking like the, the two horses to beat at this stage. Will you be looking for horses that travel in uh, wet conditions, Dover? It looks like we're going to be in for a hammering in the next couple of days with rain. Yeah, yeah, that's right, Loz. And um, look, today I think it's going to start probably around 5 o'clock, I think. Get a little bit of rain this afternoon. And then tomorrow, 10 to 20 mil, 5 to 10 on Friday and 0 to 3 on Saturday as well. So look, it's all going to depend on how much we do get. That track at the moment in, in soft 5 range at Rose Hill and Canterbury today is soft six, so they should get through today's meeting. Okay, fingers crossed. Might get a couple of shower right at the end of the day, but um, yeah, it's just a, a case of, of how wet it's going to be. We know the weather, the temperature's gone up a little bit, so that's going to help dry that track out a bit. But um, yeah, it does seem to be coming back, doesn't it? The big wet. So um, we'll have to wait and see how wet that track will be on the weekend. Tab Everest, do you think it is uh, all but certain that Overpass will be getting a slot? It's a thirteen dollar chance in the race. Yeah, well, that's what everyone's suggesting, isn't it? After uh, the weekend's run, it seems to be the next one, uh, the news around town, the next one that's likely to be locked in there. And look, I suppose if you take him off the shorts run, they're running second and splitting Nature Strip and Lost and running, um, you know, he's likely to get a slot. I think he, for me personally, is he a chance in the race? I, I think my argument would be 
probably not, simply from the fact that he's only done it once against those those top guns at this stage. I mean, he was beaten five lengths behind Nate Strippen in an autumn, TJ Smith. So he's got to do it again for mine before before being a, a player. Sometimes we see these horses, they can shape up one time, but it's okay to do it outside of grand final day, but it's much, much harder to do it when you come, uh, come to that grand final. But I think it comes down to the fact, guys, that there's probably not a lot of lot else there that, that people are looking at to say, oh, well, I want to throw you in the, the Tab Everest with my slot. So um, they're probably going to take a punt on a horse like Overpass. What about today at Canterbury, mate? Have you got a winner for us? Um, we'll go. Uh, look, it's, I don't think there's any uh, standouts there today, but um, we'll, we'll try to find a couple anyway. But race four, number three, point counterpoint, the one for me. I like the first up win. I think this horse can go on with the job today. Um, how this track will play with the rail out six metres. So I'm hoping it'll be pretty fair. But uh, look, we'll, we'll go with uh, point counterpoint as the one today. I just think he was really good first up, extra trip suits, and at around that each way odd of $5. And we'll go with him as the Wednesday tip today. Okay, race four, number three, point counterpoint, $5 with Tab at Canterbury today. Davo's tip. Have a good day, mate. Thanks, guys. Cheers.